this thing called New Orleans Hip Hop, old school to the new, uh, New Orleans bounce, uh, the mainstream, and for all the stuff that we do know, which is uh, the No Limit, the Cash Money. Um, give us some perspective on, on on your take. Well, I mean, that's like a really broad spectrum right there. Uh, my take is that there's a whole plethora of different releases that came out that, uh, you know, some of them uh, weren't on a national level and were still successful. So, uh, you know, local, like the artists ate off them and everything. Uh, that's not across the board either. There's, you know, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly to the story. I know we were just talking a little earlier. You mentioned something about uh, the different genres. I think the last thing that we were speaking about was Fiend, and you was kind of enlightening everyone on Fiend being signed to, I believe, Big Boy prior to No Limit Records. Because when I talk about um, what I know about Fiend is Big Boy, can you um, continue on with that right there, the whole history about Big Boy, Fiend, and other artists that might have come from Big Boy? Sure. Uh, well, Fiend's first appearance was on uh, Black Menace, uh, G-A-N, was the name of the album, and the name of the song is uh, Holly Grove, That 17. Um, he was young, uh, you know, maybe, maybe like 13 years old or something at the time. Uh, wow. I, I forget exactly, but... You know, he, he was young. That was his first appearance on a recorded rap, uh, as far as I'm aware. I don't think there's anything. that I think that was the very first one. Um, now, Black Menace is another uh, group that was on Big Boy Records uh, after that album. Um, they actually first went to uh, Gary Holzenthal, uh at Odyssey. Um, well, they didn't go to him so much as he acquired um Holly Grove Records. So Holly Grove Records put out Black Menace album and um they had uh maybe some other things on their label too and whatever was with that um Prime Suspect uh recordings uh I think was the name of uh that label that uh he established which uh so he re released their album on uh, his label, you know, basically just changed the catalog number. Everything else was pretty much the same. And um, there was another album that uh, they had recorded, but uh, for whatever reason, uh, I'm not sure if uh, he chose not to continue it or if they uh, got offered a deal or whatever, but they went to uh, Big Boy Records and their next album, uh, really though, came out in '93. It was the second release on Big Boy Records. Um, and then, and uh, it wouldn't be until around '95 when Fiend would join them on Big Boy Records, and he put out a uh, single or a EP, uh, you could call it, mm -hmm. called "Baddest MF Alive." And then there was uh, 
uh, album that came out later that same year called Won't Be Denied, and that's a full-on album with like 15 songs. You you said something pretty interesting, and it, and it, it had me think back. Uh, you just mentioned Odyssey Records, and, and I believe you said Gary, and I was like, dang, that sounds familiar. Are we talking about the same Odyssey Records, the local record store that was in New Orleans that was a retail store? At once. And uh, I, I remember. One of them, uh, I believe, was on Canal. Uh, the other one was in one of the malls uh, or something. And then uh, the third one. I forget, don't give me the line, but it's somewhere. Be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but uh, what's interesting about Odyssey is uh, that is a for real from the ground up. Like, they built that from the ground up. Yeah, because uh, him and his dad used to ride around, and um, they'd uh, sell 45s. Uh, like out wow. of out of his car, he had this little portable player uh, that he'd play him on, and he'd just play him and sell them, and they go through. So that's like sort of the origins of, of how it started. And then they got the store going, and the store was, you know, music was uh, already uh, popular. And then not only was there national music, but there was a healthy local music scene. So there was always a variety of product to offer people. Uh, so the stores grew and, um, mm. you know, they, uh, Odyssey was integral to a lot of these labels growth because they would, uh, have like different in-store signing sessions and stuff like that. Uh, you know, there was always some sort of thing going on. Um, like Cash Money, they were in there constantly. Big Boy, they were in there constantly. Um, Untouchable, that's another uh, label down there that was... Uh, that's one that outside of New Orleans you never hear about, but uh, down there, it, it's hard to find releases from their label because they didn't really get distributed outside of New Orleans. Outside of New Orleans. And, you know, for that matter, most of the people that got them, you know, they still want to keep them. They like they, they put out quality stuff, too. That's interesting. Um, as I didn't want to get too much off, off um, that. I know Odyssey, personally, me going down there myself on the other end of putting out music mm-hmm. a long time ago. Um, when I went to New Orleans, Odyssey was one of the stops that I had to make. I had to go to actual Odyssey um, and I, I think I was spoke to whoever at that time, because it was many, many moons ago, I had to speak to the manager, talk to him about getting our releases in the store. So that's very interesting that you bring that up. Um, I do recall going down there. It was a very interesting time. Uh, but you did mention a label, I think you said Untouchable. Now, this is new to me. My first time even hearing about Untouchable, you just mentioned that. I never heard of Untouchable, so you just mentioned that. So... Can you, uh, yeah, enlighten me on that? Because, like I said before, we have your Take Fours, you have your Big Boys, you have your No Limit. I actually got one of their releases right here. Wow. I'm just curious why you don't think the owners of the label or whoever, if they're still living, why they didn't say, hey, who got some old CDs, cassettes, records, whatever, and let's re-release this stuff because we're in a digital world now. Well, actually, um, 
A lot of that is in the works with different labels. Okay. Um, without saying too much, uh, I can tell you that uh, Untouchable is one of them that is definitely uh, doing things to uh, bring some things forward. Um, you're going to see uh, Mobo Records uh, doing some things. Okay. Um, both uh, old and new. Um so, like, a lot of these things, uh, they, they've been getting them available digitally. Uh, and where there is demand for a physical product, a lot of times that will be met, uh, depending on what it is. But uh, Untouchables definitely uh, got some stuff coming to make. Uh, like, this album, uh, for example. Uh, Tell us about it. Tell us a little bit about it. what's the title. Well, st can you start off with first? Who's the artist? Pimp uh, Dog. The title? Pimp Dog. Okay. And the name of it, if I can see that. What's the title? Who's that? Uh -oh. Agon. <laughs> I got you. Okay. That's the edited version. Well, go ahead. No, it's, it's Agon. Yeah, I know. It's upside. Well, we. It we says it on the spine, too. That can't be wrong. Okay. Good. And, and on the tape. That's, that's how they say it. So, uh,. I mean, I'm sure. When was I'm, that released? I, when when it, was that I think it's, released? I think it's like a French word or something. It's pronounced differently than it's written. <laughs> oh, man, he's being funny. Uh, what year did that particular release come out? Tell me about it, because I never heard it. And for those that, uh, for the viewers and the listeners, tell us a little bit more about it. Like, does it have that authentic New Orleans sound? Uh, is it? Because well, I remember us talking earlier, you said something about a, one of the um, sounds were more influenced by the West Coast. That was, uh, okay. That's some straight up New Orleans sound. Is it got that bounce feel to it, or is it? Uh, well, it's, this one's a little bit more of uh, like G funk kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, you know, now a lot of the gangster rap and G funk. Um, it'll have like bits and pieces of bounce stuff in there, but it's not. Bounce is a little bit more of a structured thing, too. So okay. um, what makes a song bounce, uh, first, uh, you got to have the uh, Trigger Man sample. Which, yeah, we talked uh, about that, the Showboys. You know, uh, yeah. I wanna you make know, I've actually close. got these records, too, but I don't know exactly on the shelf. And uh, there's apparently just one person watching, too, which is probably me. Um, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But no, nah, I'm just messing. Um, so anyway, uh, I could dig them off the shelf if you want. Um, well, enlighten us. That's why we. That's why we're on here now because you know a lot of this stuff needs to be told. And today, a lot of times people want to know these things. Um, and I know who would know this stuff but yourself. I know. You're an avid collector, and you know you you know your history. Yeah. So let's see if I can. Now let me ask you something. While you're looking for that, can you tell me have you had a chance to meet any of these artists in in person, or yeah, just an aspect of oh you have. Yeah, uh, tell, Mobo, tell us about it. Mobo Joe was uh, up here like two weeks ago. He had stopped by, and 
uh, working with some uh, stuff on him. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't think any of it is like uh, announced or anything. So all I can say is, it's just you know. But uh, yeah, I know a few of well, those guys. Uh, I know Death from Ruthless Juveniles. Um, he's a real cool dude. Um, uh, D Funk or Dave Falk. Uh, he, now let let me ask you this: Did you you could say you knowing these guys of uh, most of the big boy stuff, or you know, it depends uh, what thing you're talking about. But a lot of that stuff is like him playing those sounds and, you know, coming up with some of those melodies and stuff like that. Um, I know, uh, Fat from UNL, um, you know, so I, I've met up with a lot of these, uh, different guys. Uh, some of them, I've been, uh, met up with Fat in person though. Uh, I talked to him on the phone, uh, plenty of times, uh, you know, worked with some stuff, uh, worked on some stuff with him, et cetera. Um, so different kinds of, uh, meetings and everything. Let me, but. Let me, let me ask you this. Um, some of these artists, because some, they've done some certain music a long time ago, are some of them still active in the business? Are they still recording? Uh, some of them are. It depends who it is. Uh, but like, uh, UNLV is, uh, still active. Um, the uh, a lot of these uh, artists from like uh, well like Ruthless Juveniles ain't necessarily active but like uh, Death still does plenty of work whether it's like recording or uh, making a beat or something like that you know so it's like he still does uh, stuff one way or the other and uh, he's actually got something coming out uh soon too that's uh really promising so um i guess stay tuned for that cool well um let me ask you this do you think that in today's time with technology that we have today um do you your your in your opinion do you think with the technology that we have today do you think at the time, if we had technology back then, do you think a lot of these artists would have been better off? When I mean better off, oh, wow, I remember that. Do you think they will have more um, recognition if the way that technology, or do you think um, they'll still be in the same um space that they were in when they first came out because you know nowadays with the click of a button you all around the world right um well it's a lot of times you'll hear people say that uh th they'll say that like oh if we had this back then mm -hmm. but uh what that's like is if you were saying oh uh if i could go back and be uh like i need what i have now Mm -hmm. including my equipment and my knowledge and take that to the past, you know, that's, but that would be cheating. You know, of course, okay. if you can cheat, you can get there. But, uh, like really as far as opportunity goes, uh, 
recording is way more accessible now, so you do have that. On the flip side, uh, everybody is an artist now, so the market is a million times more saturated. Not only that, uh, it's not just saturated with your competition as artists. It's saturated with things that aren't one-size-fits-all solutions for business. And, you know, so just because it exists doesn't mean it's what you need to do as an artist to get your thing going. Or maybe it is, but you need to have an actual business plan. That's what a lot of these guys completely lack, is having okay. an actual business plan. They're just trying things that they hear about, and they have no direction, no management. See, back then... That was the nice thing about it. If you could rap good enough to get somebody's attention and they were like, Hey, this guy is something, we need to start we need to scoop him up and that means they're spending money on this. You know, it's a whole business venture. And okay. so they're gonna say, How do we get a return on on our investment? Uh, you know, so we're gonna do this in a way that makes sense. It's got to be something that can sell. Okay. Um, nowadays, artists aren't taking that approach. If anything, they're jumping into either A, giving their product away for free, okay. or, or B, actually paying to give their product away for free. <laughs> I mean, okay, well, I know we started a conversation off on the New Orleans rap and the independence of the New Orleans sound. And I know at that time it was a little different than now. So when you say they're paying or giving away for free, I guess what would make someone want to buy into something that that, that hasn't that it's doesn't have a dream. No, no market value? Like, well, like, what what? Why did all that old stuff sell? See, that's the the question. Why is today? you have to build value versus some of those records from the New Orleans sound that we initially started off with. Why, how, did, how do you feel that they made it to where they sold any unit? Because now it's because they versus... looked at, because they, they looked at how to sell a product and uh, okay. make a product and package it. And, you know, what is the avenue that we sell through? And, and you know, it was following a business model. Uh, what I'm okay. saying is, like, today you have a, a lot of artists that lack that because they just simply don't do that, and they're hoping that something is going to happen. So they're like, well, I'm going to put my stuff up on SoundCloud because that's what everybody does, right? But okay. if you've got something that's for sale and you're giving the same thing away for free, you're devaluing your product because now why is it worth four ninety nine if it's also worth zero um but you could take that same still keep those same two avenues and say hey i'm gonna have it for sale in itunes for 4.99 or whatever uh but i'm gonna give one or two things away for free on soundcloud you know so somebody might and you know put an advertisement with it or something to let you got to drive the traffic somewhere if you're giving it away for free well, what's the point? You got to let them know, hey, this is where to spend money with me. This is how you patronize me. If uh, you, you could have all the product in the world, and if nobody knows that you have it for sale uh, and how they can purchase it from you, 
then what's the point? You know, I mean, even drug dealers let people know that they have drugs. Okay. You know, otherwise it's like, well, okay, I got this bag of crack. (laughs) I'm just going to sit it on my shelf and watch it, watch money magically put itself there. You know, you got to let people know, hey, I got that stuff. You know, so uh, this when you taking some music and it's for sale like uh where is it for sale at is it on itunes you gotta tell people hey search me on itunes or here's the link to buy it uh it's on google play uh here's a download card or something like that you know there's you gotta focus on selling a product that's what it is you salesman salesman i like that the 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 thing with me is and i know this is uh a, a part to a bigger picture. Um, the New Orleans sound, the independency from back when they sold records to now. Um, I, I chose, or shall I say, to talk about the New Orleans sound, and I know you are very vast uh, and, and very knowledgeable in that scene. They sold records through the record stores. They sold um, a lot of them, like, two, like I mentioned earlier, we have two main labels that became worldwide the cash money and no limits and they did it differently and at the same time not only that they sold records they made um some household names they made a couple of artists household names so um how are we able to um in your in your opinion how are we able to match that type of success being when things are more accessible today than what it was well, you're saying how will we do it? or selling tons of, at that point, physical copies, CDs, albums. I mean, selling tons of it versus today, which is streaming. There's no tangible product. We're talking about physical copies. You're talking about, um, uh, let's say, what would we say, Big Boy selling a lot of physical copies on their artists, artists that's on their label. You talk about No Limit in the same sense before, you know, they became household names or cash money, yeah. like you said. Well, here, here's one thing that people need to be willing to accept is that it's less valuable today. So you're saying there's no value now? I didn't say there's no value, um, but it is less valuable. So consider this. Back then, you had, uh, if somebody was itching for new music, they had to go through what's available. But less is available. Uh, You know, uh, physical product costs a certain price. They got to get it pressed up. But that's how you get it. Um, you know, now you have uh, digital stuff. It's uh, cheaper to make, so it costs less. There's a smaller revenue stream, and you got more hands in the cookie jar. Wow, interesting. So if that's the game you want to play, you can play it. But... The game back then 
is not quite the same as it is now. There is plenty of that still in common with it. You know, it's clearly, but it's different now, too. You know, the uh, parameters have changed. So if you want to play ball, you got to know, like, the thresholds are what they are today, not yesterday. Got you. Um, Do me a favor. For those that don't know, if you had, in your opinion, named the top five hip-hop artists that come out of New Orleans, who would they be? Oh, that's uh, that's tough to narrow down to just five. But just your let, opinion, let just try. five. Um, well, if you count black Men- black menace is a duo, but okay. uh, you know it's. It's their album. I'm counting them as a group, so that would be one okay. artist. But one I would artist. say definitely they deserve uh, recognition uh, for uh, their albums and stuff. Their solo stuff is also... Um, so you will put them, like, number one. Uh, I'm saying they're number one. Them as a duo is uh, what... Okay. You know, so that's a group. That's one name on the five. Black Menace okay. for sure. Um, let me pause for a second, though, and say, are mm-hmm. we talking about, um, like, what what metric are we exactly measuring? Are we talking about... No metric. Just your top five. You're just top five. It don't matter if they... But is it, like, five. my favorite? Is it, like, my, um, who I think are the most talented... Uh, who are the most influential, you know, because that'll change up things, too. Okay. Um, I would just say who you think the top five. Like, in, you know how we have different charts. They say who are the best rappers. Not They don't have to necessarily be that because I know these are all opinions. And, you know, Okay, because if we're saying opinion. best rappers, like, J-Dog, uh, it, from Black Menace and Threat rap totally different. And better rapper because of how he, uh, like, he's more fast with it and all that. You might quantify that as a uh, metric ahead. And then at the same time, Threat might say something that really just, like, damn, the way he put those words together, it nailed it. So uh, it's like, how do you really, you know, measure a best uh when the dynamics can be so different and at the end of the day, it's all about like all of these dudes can really come with it. And, you know, they find the right way to deliver a song. That's something that resonates with people that they like. So, um, and and that's what, you know, it's really hard to narrow down a best, uh, because of that, you know, when there's so many different dynamics that, can like you could uh not on new orleans for a second let's take a generic example ja rule i always felt like ja rule was kind of a garbage artist with garbage beats but when you put those things together you got a product you can sell like there's nothing special about ja rule's flow and the beats really aren't anything that 
you know, are like, oh, man, that beat is just, you know, none of them give you that taste. <laughs> so, okay. but you put those two together, you're like, yeah, that's a, I, I understand why that song got so many spins, you know. What? So the way something is put together can really change the final result of a product. Okay. Well, I was asking in the terms of for the for the viewers and the listeners, for those that don't know, um, that are trying to be educated on them, that's why I mentioned those five. They don't have to be, like, it could be what's the top five, like me, because I'm still learning, you know. Okay, well, I'm going to... I'm going to try to say top five artists that, if you don't know New Orleans, the top five things you need to check out or top five artists you need to check out first for, okay. uh, you know, we, we talk about 90s era here. You got to check okay. them out, um, particularly the album Drama Time. I think that's uh, their best Drama work. Drama Time? But, okay. Uh, yeah. But but their albums before that are sol solid too and uh, also afterwards, but, you know, particularly Drama Time. Um, that's, uh, starting point number one. Um, okay. now let's see the next artist. Okay. This is kind of actually, you know what? I don't want to use Mystical on the list because he made it national, but at the same time, Mystical is so New Orleans that, you know, I'll just say as a gentle reminder, like maybe, you know, like you got to check out his stuff because his stuff does always have a New Orleans sound incorporated. Sound to it. it. Well, throw him on there because we don't want to go, you know, if, if you feel that way, then that's respected. If, so... We have Black Menace. We have, I think you said J-Dog, now Mystical. Well, J-Dog um, is a, a part of Black Menace. So, okay. that's, you know, that's just under the Black Menace thing. Okay. Um, but uh, let's see. I was man, this is a tough one, but uh, maybe ruthless juveniles. Ruthless um, juveniles, I've heard of him. Ruthless. Well, it's a group. Oh, there was. I mean, I see a lot of those titles, and you know, you're the man with all this info, so you have to enlighten us, like I keep saying. Well, ruthless juveniles was a group that uh, it had uh, three members. It was. Uh, Fosab, Lil Badness, and Death. Um, and Ooh. Death Death did the uh, beats, and he would rap sometimes, but mainly he did the beats, except for on his own album. You know, he was rapping on that, of course. So he had a solo album, I'm guessing? Like you said, he had a solo album. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's called Possessed by the Ouija Board. It's extremely hard to find. And if you or anybody watching has it, please... Uh, get it to me i need it oh, for wow. for my mobile okay. collection <laughs> okay uh in all forms um 
I actually have uh, the master in hand right now, but I can't show it off, so don't tell nobody that. <laughs> um, you actually but, have the master, you say? The master? Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, let me ask you something. When you say master, we're talking about white label master or actually the master that was going to... Well, let me ask... Well, first I didn't find out. Is that... Hold on. Let me see that again. Oh, that's on the... That. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I'll show it off live, so... uh, But... I'm not. I shouldn't show nobody this. This is. Hey, that's top, a piece of history. Top secret uh, stuff. Do, do you feel like going into that? Like, I mean, as a part of how? How did you come? How were you able to get that? Uh, connection dropped for a second. You there? Yeah, I'm here. I okay. was curious to want to know, just to have those type of things. You know, unless, you know, like how they normally those people acquire the rights to certain things. How were you able to come across that right there? Uh, well, that's just part of work that I'm doing uh, for somebody. So uh, these are also okay. uh, some master uh, recordings Recording. here. Are you digitizing um, these, them? These, yeah. These aren't uh, like part of my personal collection or anything. These are just part of a job. And... Um, I'm assuming that uh, they're going to want to hold on to them after the job is complete, although I have had people uh, commission some work before, and uh, they're like, well, we don't need that anymore because, you know, we digitized it to save it from that media, so if you want to keep it, that's fine too. So, But I, the, most jobs that I do like that, I give them back. And okay. they still keep them, you know. Okay. Only, Ooh. only if they don't want them, which is rare that that happens. That's just once in a blue moon. Blue moon. Okay. So, you speak. Um, I think we down. Uh, was it number four now? No, we did Black Men and J Dog, Mystical, and uh, we said Black Men and Mystical. Yeah, because I wanted to finish up with the five. Um, on there, um, on the list? Um, well, I was saying uh, maybe Ruthless Juveniles. Yeah, you but mentioned I'm not sure name. that, so, because that's not, that's just some real gangster rap, and that was like the first group out of New Orleans that was like on some hardcore gangster rap stuff. They were uh take they were on a different level with the gangster rap. Uh there was the other stuff before that was just G rap. They made okay. it gangster. Uh, okay, okay. I thought that's what the G and the gangster I mean that that's what that stood for, gangster rap, G rap. Yeah, but they put the whole gangster in it. Everybody else just oh, put wow. a little G in it is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Okay. And they, last they, but not least they I'm were, uh, but that's not, I don't know where you're getting last from. I think you keep wanting to count J-Dog on that list, and J-Dog is Black Menace, so. That's well, like, you have to. It's like if, if you say, say, for instance, if you say, well, the Hot Boys, right? You say Hot Boys, 
and Hot Boys is a group, their body, that's an entity in its own. Then you say, well, or you pick somebody like DG has his own. Yeah, but J-Dog Solo. I'm not putting J-Dog Solo on oh, that okay. list, though. Okay, let's make it two then. Okay, it's down to two. Let's, for the listeners, before we go. So, uh, Ruthless Juvenile and... Who will be the the next two that you would you would mention? Um, am I? Mm-hmm. See, I don't like how narrow this is getting. It's only five. I mean, we can't get all into it right now. You know, we'll come back for that. We're just five top. For those that don't know, like I say, there's a lot of enthusiasts people want to know. And I know we're not going to cover all the ground. It's like just five. I think five, you know, so we can mess with. <laughs> oh wow he's like well, you know what I mean I got too yeah. many that I want to pick so like I mean I feel bad I, I'd feel bad if I left the hot boys uh, off of the list but they put hot boys in there I just threw hot boys as an example because it doesn't if you feel that way it just basically what we're doing is just enlightening people for those that don't know it's not I mean it, 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 like I say New Orleans this music, is at G Slim I was talking about earlier, by oh, the wow. way. Okay. I need Good a cover records. for it. Okay. But, uh, I mean, you might could say that that's... One so, is he going to be on that list? Is G-Slim that number four? Maybe. Okay. But well, this, might, this might be uh, number four, though. Um, and who is that? Know. That's insane. Who is that right insane. Okay. So, Insane is on uh, part of that list, number four, and um, let's let's get on let's get on with it. Who would be like that? Actually, you know what? I don't I don't think that should be on there though, because I well, I don't think. Uh, Well, I tell you what, on our next view, we'll, we'll get into that. Let's just leave it at that. Um, I wanted to ask you before we go, um, for those that are watching, um, tell everybody how they can be able to reach you and um, all that good stuff because we'd love to have you on some more and you know, maybe we have a like a part two because, like I say, it's very extensive. New Orleans was not built in one day. It's basically a series things and the story is still being told to this day you know what I'm saying yeah. but we went off the root of how it all started because a lot of times people tend to look at what's mainstream but not looking at what started it you feel me like who were the people prior to the ones that made it so 
for everybody. Tell them how everybody can be able to reach you and some of the stuff beside being an avid collector and a historian of certain well, underground you, music scenes. Yeah, you can catch me on Instagram here. I mean, if you're watching on Instagram, then uh, you see me here. Uh, it's DJ P-Y-R-A-C. DJ Piracy! And that, the whole New Orleans sound, I guess we're going to talk more in depth. And um, for those that don't know, um, one more time, what made you get in, like, one more time for the, those that are chiming in, what made you get in, be a fan of the underground music scene, just for them to know? Um, I mean, just always been into it, uh, really. It, okay. That's that's really the best way to put it. I just always have, and, you know, just from day one, kept being into it, so... Cool. Well, before we go, I just want to take our time to say thank you and um, for your time. And this was a good get you like me on some stuff. And um, did you want to say anything before we go? Uh, no, we'll just uh, you know, just we'll right. do this again. Well, on that note, you be good, and right, you too. we talk soon. Go. On. All right. Peace.